The following paid program is owned and produced by Michael Villa. All opinions expressed by the host or guests are their own and are not endorsed by radio station KKGK 1340 AM, 98.9 FM Management, Lotus Broadcasting, The Network, or any of its advertisers. How hot is hot? Fanboy. 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 Fanboy Sports. Local and national sports from a fan's perspective. It's time now for the Fanboy Sports Show with your host, Mikey V, on Fox Sports Las Vegas. It's Mike Villa Jr. back with Fanboy Sports on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Brought to you by me, Michael Villa, your real estate sensei. If you're looking to buy or sell real estate in Las Vegas, look no further than yours truly. 702-219-3178. And so here I am. I'm on the ledge here. We're we're back talking about the Raiders. Just when you think you can't stoop any lower, they go and do something like they've done. And I've agonized over this team, especially for the decade when they lost 10-digit had double-digit lock seasons for about a decade. I agonized through that entire thing, hoping that they'd get better, only to see them get to 500, a couple of eight and eight seasons. So to see all of this go down, they have a new place they're playing, a new city, a new stadium. They have everything they need just about to succeed, and they still can't figure it out. I am at wit's end. I don't know what more to do. So that's why I brought my friend Joe Arrigo, on the show, Franchise Sports Media, to help talk me off the ledge. Joe, how are you doing today? I'm great, brother. How are you? Well, I'm all right. I'm all right. You know, uh, I just uh, wish my Raiders would finally, you know, not reset the clock and tell us we need three more years or four more years to get back to a winner. But what I mean, well, what does know, it matter? What does it matter now, right? I mean, we've been waiting 20-plus years. What does it matter? You know, Mike, you know, I know how you feel. I respect how you feel. But I think at times we want instant gratification because, you know, maybe there was a blip on the radar. And everything that happened last season from the Gruden incident to the horrific uh, accidents that took a life that Henry Rose was a part of to Damon Arnett, you know, that galvanized the team. And when Versace was there, that's a guy that the players really loved, and they, and they rallied around him. You kind of see the same thing in D.C. with Ron Rivera. Guys just love playing for him. And when Mark Davis made the decision to really redo the franchise, and what I like to say is bring some stability and some big boys in the room. Keep in mind, John Gruden, when he became the head coach the first time, fantastic coach. When he came back, I personally believe, he was a caricature of himself. You didn't get Gruden back as a Raider fan. You got Chucky. You got the guy who had a bigger ego, a guy that came into games and didn't make second-half adjustments. And you've seen that on the field. So he brought in a GM and a head coach as a tandem that has a blueprint and a way of having success. Now, I think the problem goes to some of the players that were here last year believe that making the playoffs is acceptable. Well, when you come from an organization like New England, and there's a few others in the NFL, and in other organizations and pro sports in general, the standard is a championship. Okay, you made the playoffs. That doesn't mean anything to me that you made the playoffs. That means, that means zero because that's not a successful season. The only success you have is when you hoist that Lombardi trophy up and you're a Super Bowl champion. 
And I well, think when there's you're a, lot a Raider fan, when you're a Raider fan, a playoff a playoff appearance is gold because there's only been two in the last 20 years, which is just about as bad as the Cleveland Browns and the Detroit Lions. It's that bad. But how do we know that Josh McDaniels is a leader of men? See, that's what I'm wondering. Can this guy is he? I mean, you've got Brandon Marshall talking about McDaniels. Like, hey, you know, I don't know if he can really lead men. Great coordinator, great offensive mind, but that's his own little compartment, right? When you do that job, it's one thing. It's not a whole overarching deal where you're leading men. So how do we know he can do that? His record is abysmal. And you have to trust the brain trust. You, you, can't, you, can't, you can't take a small sample size because, Mike, if, if, I, if you and I were to go back in time 10 years ago, we're I different people than we are now. We're different people in our 40s than we are well, than we were in our 30s and what we were in our 20s and even younger. So okay. McDaniels has grown up. I've, I've actually been impressed with Josh McDaniels. I'm taking the anti-approach to it. When, you, when you're holding your players accountable and you're starting quarterback that is scheduled to make $40-plus million if they pick up the contract next year, is doing laps, you're making him run laps because he's fumbling snaps, that's accountability, and that's what's needed. There needs to be a structure in place, and he's putting that in place. He, he needs time, and that's, that's the thing. Everybody gave Gruden time when he took over for Del Rio, and that was a year removed from a playoff appearance. Well, I and can see why gave, Mark Davis did know, that. I can see why he hired Gruden for 10 years. I mean, it was a, r- a ridiculous con- contract, but I can see why he did it. He did it for continuity, which is what the Raiders are starving for. He did it for, you know, let's have the same guy here for more maybe than five seasons. And that, that didn't even work out because of, you know, again, the Washington football team who we mentioned before. But uh, we won't go there. But, yeah, I could see why he did that. But now here we are, right? He's, he's spun. It's like the Sasha got them there. The guys wanted him. I could see why he wouldn't stay with him because he didn't have experience. But he, he showed he, – the proof was in the pudding. He showed and proved right there for you, you know. And, and your last play, playoff experience in, or playoff appearance in 2016 – Right, Connor Cook was the starting quarterback in that playoff game. They let him go the next year, so it's like maybe you ought to keep some of these players or coaches, you know, in weird circumstances that had a little bit of taste of success for the program, for the franchise, you know. And instead of pushing the reset button, I don't know. Maybe that's armchair quarterbacking, and you know, it is. It is. Listen to that. And look, it's like this with Rich. I love Basaccia. Rich is a great dude. Great human being, one of the best people around. Everywhere he goes, he's beloved. You don't hear a bad word about him. But do you think that maybe last year after the Gruden incident, they brought in the, they kept the guy who's the cool uncle that everybody loves, that everybody has a good time with, but you just, you know, he's not a, he's not a parent. He's cool to go with for a couple of weeks, but you really don't want to have your kid around him for two or three years for him to take the kids if something happens to you. Now, I'm not saying you know, anything negative about Rich, but when you run an organization and you sit in that captain's chair, there's a lot of hats you have to wear, and that wears on you. And I think, for, you know, personally, as much as he wanted the job, as much as certain players wanted him, Mark Davis was looking out for the long-term future of the Raiders. Mark has a long-term vision, and he, and he brought in the people that he feels can get them there eventually. It, may, it wasn't going to be this year. I mean, there's a lot of things that happened this year, Mike. I mean, look, look at Jacobs, Waller, Renfro, Adams, those big four have been on the field for, what, 43 plays 
all season. Like, he hasn't had that. That defense hasn't taken a step forward. That offensive line hasn't taken a step forward. And you can't always fix things through free agency. You have to bring in guys and draft guys that you could build around. And let's be real, the, the, the Gruden and Mayock drafts haven't been that successful. So the cupboard was pretty bare versus some of the other teams. And you look at what, you know, San Diego has the ultimate chess piece. And that's a, a quarterback that's an elite quarterback on a rookie contract. That's what you need to be successful. When you're paying someone a lot of money to be your quarterback and you hear the same excuses or same reasoning, however you want to describe it, every single week is going to get old real quick. And, and, and then he, you're, he wants to get a raise, and you give him a raise, but you have a three-day window at the end of the year after the Super Bowl to decide whether or not you want to keep him. I think there's a reason why Derek Carr was crying the other day in part because he knows his time is up, and in part it's frustration. But I will say this, and I said this on the show that I do with TQ, that's the most authentic Derek Carr I've seen in a very long time. Well, we'll hold that thought. i got to go to break, but we'll come back and revisit that and something else I want to ask you right after this. Fanboy Sports Las Vegas, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The real estate market in Southern Nevada has changed. Rates are up and prices are going down. If now is the time for you to buy or sell a home or property in Southern Nevada, seek the realtor who was born and raised in Las Vegas that possesses the necessary skill to help you navigate through complicated market conditions. Select Michael Villa with King Realty Group. As a Rancho High and UNLV graduate, Michael takes tremendous pride in serving his community. With nearly two decades of experience, hundreds of homes sold, and a penchant for delivering superb customer service, Michael will get the job done quickly and seamlessly while leaving a smile on your face. Visit CashOutMyVilla.com or call 702-219-3178 for a consultation. Count on your real estate sensei, Michael Villa, to help achieve all your real estate goals and make your real estate dreams come true. When it's time, remember to make your move with Michael Villa. Call 702-219-3178 for a consultation. Nevada Real Estate License Number S00655507. It's a fanboy sports show with your host, Mikey V, on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back. Fanboy Sports Las Vegas. Here with Joel Rigo from Franchise Sports Las Vegas. Or Franchise Sports. Love that you're here, Joe. And before we went to break, I wanted to ask you a question. I wanted to know, where is rock bottom for this Raiders organization? Because they keep, it's like a false bottom. They keep creating a new low. Almost weekly. I mean, they lost to Jeff Saturday. The guy two weeks prior was tweeting that the Raiders were horrible. And then he gets up off his couch and he beats them in Vegas with a with a coordinator that had never called plays in NFL before. What where does the where does the circus end? Where where do we close up the circus and start getting serious here? I think they are serious. Look, I, I think I was very pessimistic about the Jeff Saturday hire. Because it's like, how is this dude going to come off coaching high school football in Georgia to coach an NFL team? But the reality is, he played in the NFL a long time, won Super Bowl, was a captain, was you know making line adjustments and play calls in the line of scrimmage with Peyton Manning, and he did something that was very smart. He trimmed the playbook down and simplified it. And when you play simple, you're able to play free. And for him to do that, and for him to come in, I mean, it's not like just Saturday – 
this cop the sticks from playing Madden and has no experience. You know, he was a leader. So I personally, you know, albeit would I have hired him? Probably not. But you got to respect the fact he came in there. He knows the team. He was a consultant with the team. So he wasn't not, it's not like he wasn't around the team. And he had, he had an understanding of it. Now, where's rock bottom? Rock bottom is you lose out the rest of the games and you're picking in the top two or three. But even at that, that's a blessing in disguise. Because this is a really good quarterback draft. If you want to get a pass rusher opposite of Max Crosby, you got Anderson, Will, Will Anderson from Alabama. That'll, that'll be available. You got, you got weapons all over the place, and you have all of your picks. And you have money that you're going to be able to spend. And who knows? Let's say the Raiders decide, you know what, we want to move on from Derek Carr. And they, and they do make a trade right after the Super Bowl to a team that could use a quarterback. Let's say the Colts, for instance, they have picks. Washington, they have picks. Now you're building your team that way, and you can build it. You can have a quick rebuild. And you never know. I mean, but at some point, you're right. The, the Raiders have to have some type of every day, every week, every month, every year sustained success. They have to. That's coming. But you got to have some trust within the organization. You got to trust. Look, Mark Davis can say what people can say what they want about him. They can talk about his hair. They can talk about his his style of dress. <laughs> They can talk about they can talk about where he likes to eat dinner. They can talk about all that. But the one thing he's done is he's created a great business model. And when Mark took over, and you know this, Mike, as a fan, when Mark took over, that organization was a dumpster fire from the inside out. And that's not an indictment of the late great Al Davis by any means. He's meant more to football than anybody to what he's done for minorities, for people of color and, and women when it comes to hiring practices and putting them in positions of power, the innovation of football, everything. Al is, an, it, Al is a standard that no one has, has met yet. I don't care who Absolutely. it is in the NFL. But, Absolutely. He, he got past it in his later years, though. Yeah, he did. He did. I'm talking about in general. And by him, by, as he got as in those later years, it was a dumpster fire. They didn't have computers. They didn't have a scouting department when Mark took over. Overhead and when Reggie McKinsey took over. Right. And so what did Mark do? He had to, re, he had to get all this up to par. Well, it still wasn't. It still wasn't as modern as it needed to be. What does he do? He brings in the guys from the organization that has been the standard the last 15 years, 15 to 20 years. He brought in the brain trust from them to come over here, and that's what they've done. Is there going to be growing pains in the adjustment period? 100% yes. 100% yes. Have they done things that made me scratch my head, like letting the Patriots use a facility? 100%. Like, what are you doing? You don't let them do that. I don't care if it's Bill Belichick. They can go use Silverado High School or Bishop Gorman High School or go use the Fertitta Football Complex. They don't use what you use. This is your home. But that's not my place to make the decision. They, there's a reason for they, for what they did and how they did it. And you have to trust what MD has done because you look at the NFL and if you look at Tennessee and you look at Buffalo now, they use the Mark Davis business model on getting new stadiums. Mark, look at, look at the, the, the cost. Well, his business, acumen, the, the I look, his business acumen is, is unquestioned. He's done great business-wise. He's up exponentially the value of the franchise. I mean, that can't be questioned. But the football acumen, how much of a football person is he? You know, and, and look, Derek Carr is such a polarizing figure. The nation loves to talk about him. You either love him or you hate him. There's no in-between, maybe except for me. But, uh, you know, you've got to – I've been seeing tweets. You've got to build a defense for the guy. You know, you got to – you haven't had a great linebacker corps in forever. You know, you got to have some DBs that play consistently. You need the pass rush, rush like you mentioned. Uh, 
you know, aside from his issues, right, he hasn't really been the same guy since 2016 when he was almost an MVP and got hurt. He just isn't the same dude. He's different. But that doesn't mean to say that he can't succeed. But, you know, it's like, where does it end, though? I mean, are we going to move on? The Raiders going to move on from him? Are they going to build something around him? It just remains to be seen. You know, everyone has an opinion on the guy. It's just, it's actually amazing. It's really a, a, a phenomenon how much people love to talk about this kid. You know, either way. It's low-hanging fruit. It's, it's he gets way too much blame for when they lose, and he, and he gets way too much credit for where they win. It, that's just the reality of it. And, and that's because he's the one that has to be front and center every single week facing the media. He's the only one that really was. No one blamed John Gruden for losses. They blamed Derek Carr. He didn't, he didn't throw deep, or he's throwing checkdowns all the time, or he's not getting out there running. But at the same time, there's been built-in excuses or reasonings, depending on how you look at it now, of why they haven't been successful with him. He doesn't have weapons. Well, you have Michael Crabtree and Amari Cooper and, and Murray and Marshawn Lynch. I mean, he, he's had weapons. Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, Devontae Adams. He has, he's had weapons in his career. Well, he doesn't have an offensive line. Well, up until the last couple of years, his offensive line was really good. Now, at one point, it was the best offensive line of football for a few straight years. The one thing he hasn't had his entire time as a Raider is a top-20 defense. His defense has never been ranked in the top-20, and that is a, a major problem. Now, is Derek Carr a flawed quarterback? 100%. He still has to figure out how to throw to Devontae Adams, the professional, not Devontae Adams, the Fresno State Bulldog. Devontae Adams is a different person. And, and I wrote an article, and um, even though I own the company, it got killed by my managing editor. And it was literally, um, there's no more excuses for Derek Carr. And uh, Devontae Adams is here. And he, what Devontae Adams brings is a different standard. The standard he's coming from with the quarterback he played with in the past is a standard that is perfection, it's timing, you work, and, and Aaron Rodgers and maybe the two or three other quarterbacks in the NFL can make throws that nobody else can make. They can, they can really, Devontae Adams covered is Devontae Adams being open. Derek Carr has to understand that. He doesn't understand that yet. And he has to get used to playing with Derek, with Devontae Adams, the all pro number one receiver in the NFL. And not Devontae Adams, my homeboy, and went to Fresno State with me. Right. All right. Got to cut away. We'll be back in a minute. Stay tuned. If you own a business and card processing is part of your business model, you'll want to hear this. Provident Payments, a card processing company based in Southern Nevada, will save you the most money on card processing fees while utilizing the best, most cutting-edge equipment available to the industry. Being based in Las Vegas also means prompt service when you need it most. Save your business money by consulting with Michael Villa of Provident Payments at 702-219-3178. Whether it's karate or real estate, one must know when to make the right move. And when you make your next move, be sure that your real estate sensei, Michael Villa, is by your side. I can't help you win a karate tournament, but I can surely help you win the bid on a new house or get you the best possible offer on your existing home. And now, a demonstration. Yeesh! That's me eliminating any obstacles on the pathway to achieving your real estate goals. Call me for a consultation, 702-219-3178. Hey, hold up, come on, whoa Fanboy Right back at this Right back, right back, hold up, whoa Fanboy Fanboy Sports Sports, from the fans' perspective It's the Fanboy Sports Show with your host, Mikey B On Fox Sports Las Vegas 
back. I'm Mike Villa Jr., Mikey V, Fanboy Sports, here with Joe Arrigo. Joe, I love it, man. I, I remember the like the first time we kind of saw each other. Well, I recognized you from, from uh, Twitter and media and everything. We are at Twin Peaks, and uh, me and my best friend, we, we traveled over there, man. I sent you a beer, and uh, we started chopping it up, man. <laughs> I love that Oh, yeah, stuff. I remember that. Good time. And we've been uh, – yeah, we did. We had a good time. And then, uh, you know, we've done some uh, – I've done some media bits for you here and there. And I uh, always love to do that and always love to talk to you, man. We have such great conversations. They're always a long conversation, and I love it. Um, and, uh, you know, just, it just feels great to have you on the show for, for me. So thanks for doing it, man. Um, I'm going to switch gears to the running Rebels who came away with a big win. against number 21 Dayton at home, which, uh, you know <laughs> – when you have teams like the Knights losing two in a row or however many, uh, you have UNB football, unfortunately, losing five in a row. And then you have uh, the Raiders doing what they've done. We've already talked about that. You've got Old Faithful, the running rebels of UNLV, who you know I adore very much and who I'm friends with the classic members of. And, wow, they, they came and rescued. They saved the day. They came and gave us some glory. They gave the town some limelight. All faithful. I love it, man. What, what what do you think of this this Rebel team? What do you think we can expect the rest of the way from them? You know, when it comes to the Dayton game, I'm, I'm happy that they won. It's great for the city. It's great for the program. It was great for Kevin. You know, that's a signature win for him. But I, I'm scared that that may have been some fool's gold because they didn't have Micah, their point guard, and they didn't have their big man uh, for probably half of that game. That's and when he was in the game, you know, when, when, he was there, when he was in the game, they were down by – you know, they were down, I think, down by 10 going into halftime. So, it was, you know, I'm worried that, you know, you can't – I'm worried that, that that's kind of going to be the thing. I, I like what I see with them, first of all. They're, I love the grit, and I love the defense. I mean, and credit Keyshawn Gilbert. Look, he, you can tell the work that he put in in the offseason and even during last season has really paid off. If you remember, the last time we seen Keyshawn, he took the shot against Wyoming in the, in the Mountain West Conference Tournament, and he missed the three. And that stuck with him, and he worked. Well, he's definitely a different off. player. That's oh, for yeah. sure. I, I think I think he's the best on-ball defender in the country. Ninety-four feet by ninety-four feet. I, I'll, That's I'll argue with anybody about that. Um, and he's a dog. And then you get EJ Hartless, and and EJ is that scorer. God, that I love that right. kid. Oh my God, he was such a and difference then, maker down the stretch. Oh my goodness. Yes. Wow, was he fun to watch that night? For real, and then Rodriguez. I mean, look at their body types. Like Rodriguez, too. I see. Like, where they, I don't know if you agree, but I think where they struggle, and they're going to struggle all season until they get it, get it right. Maybe Cottrell could help that when he gets when he's gets healthy again. Is rebounding? They, they are not a good rebounding team, and and to me, that that's well, they the rose up to the occasion though. When they needed it, they had three straight offensive possessions late in the game with under three, well, under four to go. They had three straight possessions that drained down that clock, and that was from offensive rebounding. So they kind of showed something there, right? Well, yeah, they had one possession where it was four offensive rebounds in one possession, and then right. they knocked down. I think Keyshawn knocked down the three. So, I mean, it showed up there, and, that, and that's that grit that they have. And, you know, something that you and I have talked about off air, like, you're right, Kevin's coaching his ass off. No matter how you look at it, Kevin is really doing a good job uh, in, in, in that regard. And I want to see that continue. And I'll tell you what. The program will have an extra little giddy up if DJ Thomas commits to UNLV. I mean, oh, he, he's, he, I think, is the best point guard in the country. 
he's a guy that will bring in, this him alone will bring in McDonald's All-Americans. Um, he, he's not a one-and-done guy, in my opinion. He, he's not 6'3", six, 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, so he, he's got a way, you know, he, he's, he's probably going to be here a couple years. And he's a guy that's a foundational piece to really build. And that's what this school needs. That's, what, that's what's been needed because, like, you and I both know, Mike, and you know you better than anybody. There's that, that, that national championship team is the greatest team to ever grace the hardwood at the collegiate level. And, that's right. Greatest of all time. And, bar none. Forget arguable. None. The best ever. TBE. Uh, uh, yeah, and, and I'll, I'll fight anybody that says differently. I mean, that's how I feel about that squad. And will those glory days ever return? You know, you, I'm, you can never say never, but this, again, this is, a, this is a build, and Kevin's doing it the right way. And I give him and his staff a ton of credit for what they're doing. I like this Rebel team. I like what I see. Um, they're going to be gritty. And I think with the conference being down a little bit this year, I could see them, you know, really making some noise and, and maybe doing some things that maybe surprising some people that, quite frankly, uh, don't think they're going to do that well. Well, going back to what you're saying about uh, Coach Kevin Kruger, I call that Kruger ball. You know, whether it's Lon or it's Kevin, you know, it's kind of almost one and the same. Obviously, they're different. But that's how Kruger teams play. They play stingy defense. They play hard defense. And they don't, per se, take plays off. You know, they're going to give effort. Whether they're uh, a a great shooting team, that kind of remains to be seen. But, you know, a Kruger team is going to give it give it their all for the most part. You know, they're going to have off days, off nights or whatever, but for the most part, they're going to give effort, which is what you want to see. Um, and, and, and with the Rebels, you know, in success, I mean, if they can find a way to win, just in, in the conference, and I've said this before, they're going to have some support. They're going to see people come out and support them. It doesn't matter that the Knights are playing in one night or, you know, whoever else. If the Rebels find a way to win – the people will follow. No doubt. That's the Heritage team. That's the team that put this, this town on the map. That's the team that Tark built, the, the school, for all kinds of purposes that Tark built. And quite honestly, um, I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty excited about the direction of the program and where it's going. Really all the programs. Look, not, not just the basketball program. UNLV, they went out, they go to a bowl. Lindy LaRock has the girls humming. And I tell you what, that women's team, that's the team that's, that, that's going to make some noise and maybe win a game or two in the tournament. That team is well put together. And Lindy LaRock, you know, you can make the argument, and, and I know there's some people that have, and we talked about it, you know, privately. They think she's the, the best coach on campus right now. Right on, man. Joe, hey, thank you again for uh, coming on. Franchise Sports, that's a great thing you're doing over there. I love the production, the videography. It's all great. You're doing prep stuff. Thank you again for being here, man. Please come back. Man, anytime, and congratulations. I'm glad that you're doing this, bro. I'm proud of you and your continued success, brother. Hey, man, I'm the fanboy. I'm going to be I'm gonna be fanning. You know, I'm going to be selling my houses, and I'm going to be fanning. So <laughs> <laughs> remember, you need to buy something or sell something, and that's called real estate. You let me know. Mikey V, baby, Michael Villa. All right, that's all the time we have. Thank you, everybody, for uh, listening. We'll see you again next week. Mikey V, Fanboy Sports Las Vegas on Fox Sports Radio. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. 
The preceding paid program is owned and produced by Michael Villa. All opinions expressed by the host or guests are their own and are not endorsed by radio station KKGK 1340 AM, 98.9 FM Management, Lotus Broadcasting, The Network, or any of its advertisers.